0: You are listening to the next wave radio network.
1: Everybody, you told us the robbery. And you, fucking big phone. I'm all about to shoot every
2: motherfucking last one of you. By the way, he finally watched Wonder Woman. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Sarah finished it before I did. Oh, no. We started watching it, and then I had to go to rehearsal. Oh. Uh, but she finished it off, and, and she said she liked it. Um,
0: you have yet to finish. And then, no, no, no. I did. I did okay. as well.
2: She had criticisms that kind of fall along the same lines as I do. Hmm. She did have a problem with, like some, if I remember correctly, some of the way scenes were structured and how they like, over-explain everything in yeah, the movie Yeah, yeah, it's still a comic book movie. Um, still meant for like 13-year-olds. I had one just glaring problem with the movie, okay. and it was the fact that like this whole thing, like that Diana Prince, she lives on the island mm-hmm. Themyscira, and like there's this whole legend that Ares, uh, you know, was this god of war, mm-hmm. and they the the Amazons exist to try to keep him in check or whatever and defend the realm of humans. And so there's this whole thing that like Ares has gone loose, mm-hmm. and he's influencing the minds of men, and he's the reason why the World Warmonger. War One started. That's right. And so she agrees; she being Wonder Woman agrees mm-hmm. to go with Steve Trevor back to the world. Spoiler alert, by the to, way. To take out, dude, this movie's a year old now. <laughs> no, it's not. It came out in June. Uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched Wonder Woman yet, I thought I was the last person who hadn't seen it. Um, so we're about to spoil it. So there's this whole thing; she's going to stop Ares, and we're seeing like just what World War One is doing. To, uh, to the countryside, to, yep. to, to all of Europe. To, and to the thatched roof cottages. The thatched roof cottages! <laughs> However, Sarah, Sarah points out like, there's this whole battle sequence that takes place in Belgium. And like, there's a building in this village in Belgium that says, Café Bar. <laughs> was, she's like, I don't think it would have said that. Probably wouldn't be in that language. <laughs> I don't think that's that's how it... And I wouldn't have noticed. Honestly, I wouldn't have noticed if she didn't point it out. So... There's this one scene though where Wonder Woman stops the the bad guy from uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, and she's like, "But I I stopped Ares. These people are still fighting. They're still there's still f-. and Steve has this moment with her, and he's like, "Look, it's it doesn't it doesn't have to be a god that's influencing people." Yeah. Like, Bad things happen. Mm -hmm. There are bad people all over the place, and these things just happen. And we've got to try to stop it where we can. But you cannot stop all war. You cannot stop all hate. Right. We can only stop, you know, what we can. In the hearts of men. And it's this really great piece of dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like it's really well written. Ten minutes later, fucking Ares shows up, (laughs) (laughs) and just like, just, just diffuses everything Steve Trevor said it didn't need it yeah and and like so it's like oh so there is just a god of war because after she defeats him suddenly like all the Germans are like on their knees and like what have we been doing <laughs> I'm like wait a minute it totally defeats the it uh... defeats the purpose of like we make our own destiny and it's in the hearts of men and it's up to us to change that with love like there's a whole bit about like love yeah. changes things. L-
0: love, love doesn't make a good third act action <laughs> sequence though, so we need a we need a personification of evil.
2: So it wasn't bad though. It wasn't bad. You saw them telegraphing the guy who ends up being Ares. You saw them telegraphing that a mile away. I'm kind of I kind of didn't pick up on it, or I kind of forgot about him. I was oh really? Like, that
0: spindly guy from the Harry Potter movies? He's cool. I man. was trying
2: to be uh, vague about it so that way people wouldn't. Oh, sorry, I, I just would, I
0: fucking it. called it out. Well, you I, always know when it's like, hey, I recognize that one guy who was in that one scene early on. Probably going to come back later on.
2: It's the SVU thing. Yeah, yeah. Where when you're watching an episode of SVU and if it's like a famous actor, yeah. you're like, oh, he's going to be the bad guy. What's this Vincent episode? D'Onofrio doing <laughs> in this episode? Of... <laughs> Even though Vincent D'Onofrio was like a character. That's true. He went on universe. having his own,
0: didn't he? Yeah. He's just kind of one of those guys. Uh,
2: so, so, yeah, no, but I liked it. I thought it was great. It is the best of what DC has had to offer. <laughs> I think so far. that's
0: why the positive reviews where yeah. everyone was like, what? This doesn't suck. Yeah. This is great. It's um And it's got the female empowerment thing going it on. It does have the female it's empowerment thing going on,
2: even though we still had like the love scene between Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Sure, I'll, but she, she chose him. Edited, she did choose him. Mm-hmm. I liked their relationship. How though. great is she? I thought she was great. Fantastic. I thought her, her chemistry with Chris Pine right? was really well done. But yeah, it it wasn't like the holy fuck, this is a perfect movie. No, I don't that think anybody I ever... was getting from people no. that had seen it before. I think,
0: uh, really, were you? Well, it, it, I was totally getting it. It got oversold that. to you. Then. It did get oversold. But it, it's finally a DC Comic Universe movie that we can kind of hang our hat on mm. and and recommend to friends without caveats.
2: Yeah, it was good. It yeah, was good. You could see Batman versus Superman, but. You know. <laughs> Just watch Wonder Woman. Watch it with a skip on. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. I wish that we would have gotten a little more of the uh, I thought we left there the, the eyeliner way too, I don't know what you're way about. too. No, Was that the her, island? Her island. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought Robin Wright Penn was fucking or just Robin Wright. I'm sorry, she's just Robin that's Wright. Right, that's I right. right. I thought she's she was role. fucking great. Yeah, and I wanted more of her. Uh, and I only get 10 minutes I
0: know probably won't be getting anymore
2: and I totally thought it was Diane Lane that was playing her mother oh my god yes didn't yeah, that woman look like yeah, her yeah yeah we all uh, had that uh, same Connie thing. Nielsen but it looked just like Diane and I was like motherfucker like,
0: <laughs> you think they did that on did, purpose I thought
2: that for, for about 10 minutes when I thought it was Diane Lane I was like did they fucking do this deliberately so like <laughs> there was that Clark and Bruce thing in Batman v Superman where they're like why did you say their name it's like when you <laughs> <laughs> why did you say Martha
0: <laughs> It's yeah right she just looks like every mother looks, she looks like, like Diane Lane.
2: Every DC mom, it's like the when you're... Flash's mom looks like Diane Lane. <laughs> Cyborg's mom is gonna be Diane Lane, but like in
0: robot form. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like when you uh, hear a radio commercial and, and there's a voiceover actor that sounds kind of like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, but he's not Morgan Freeman, but he's sure talking like Morgan Freeman. Sure. And like they clearly wanted Morgan. Freeman They wanted Morgan spot.
2: Freeman, and he was like, "Do they? Are they paying?" <laughs> so, <yeah.
0: laughs> Instead, we got Forgan Freeman.
2: Sounds like sounds like the name of the guy. This the name of the guy who plays Daryl in The Walking Dead. Norman Friedman. Norm- what's his name? Morgan Regis. Yeah, Norman yeah, Regis. There you go. Uh, you of I shows? loved him when he hosted Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. By the way, <laughs> it took me a while well to don't laugh at
0: Regis Philbin. Wh- what were you gonna say? Thank you. Speaking of shows that you want to be in, um, there's a show that you're actually in, uh, and I wanted to ask how, how progress is the going. What the
2: fuck are you talking
0: about? Oh, come on. You've been talking about the last three weeks. Talking, oh, I'm so sore from doing all the uh, stunt fighting. That we've been stunt, stunt fighting. What do they call fight, it? it? It's just Fight Call. It's Stage the choreography.
2: Fight. The fight choreography. Yeah, uh, I'm doing a show. It actually opens this week um, called Slay Hard with Avengers. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like that. Uh, it is a spoof of Die Hard. Uh, Basically, the John McClane character goes to the North Pole where his wife works. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, his wife works at the North Pole. Oh, no. And terrorists take over because they want the doomsday weapons that Santa has hidden (laughs) in his vault. Perfectly plausible. And I, I... Perfectly plausible. Oh! oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, Are there puns like that in the show, Joe? Uh, that yeah. I can enjoy as yep. well. Yep. Well, I look forward yeah. to it then. So I, uh, I play the uh, the John McClain character. Are they calling him John McLean? Mac been? Kane. Ma- <laughs> Mac Kane. His wife Candy. Of course, because she's at the North Pole candy yeah, cane. I sense the theme. Uh, uh, okay, good, because it's very subtle. <laughs> it's uh, this is written by uh, Kevin Fold. We've haven't we've had him on the podcast before. Yeah, we know him, um, friend of the show. When Jason was doing his Doctor Who show, mm-hmm. uh, we had Kevin on, and this is one of his. This is a Kevin Fold joint. Um, Camp Death Productions. Uh, you can look them up on Facebook. Uh, just look up Camp Death Productions, and uh, there's all the information on the show there. You can get your tickets through Brown Paper Tickets. Um, if you're in the Dallas area, If we you're should in the Dallas it, right? area. If you're not in the Dallas area, you might not. Well, buy a ticket anyway. International yeah, listeners, if you, you want to support the show, by <laughs> all means, buy a ticket and then just say, "Hey, I'm donating this to someone who shows up at the door." That'd be great
0: if we were like, "Hey, we got a sold out show, everybody, opening night." Like, like nobody there. It's like
2: five people. Like everybody, we just bought our tickets online and they uh, didn't dude, show up. I would be so happy if this thing sells out and no one shows up. Would you <laughs> perform for <laughs> those would, five people? Well, the rule is you do not perform if mm. your cast outnumbers the audience. Ooh,
0: how, how big yeah. a cast we got going we on? We have like. 13-14 people. No, Bakers dozen. So, yeah, dude, we need at least thirteen of our listeners to show up to the show. Come no, on I'm, out. Oh, I already know uh, several people, myself included. And we'll be there. Uh, yeah, so I'm
2: looking forward to seeing it. It's it's fun. I, I wish that I had done something like this maybe about ten years ago when I was in better shape, <laughs> a little a uh, little more limber, I'm, I'm f- a little less flubby. <laughs> uh, no, you look great. I uh, I, I roll around yeah. a lot in this show. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fights. I sweat, dude. I am already a heavy sweater when I when I act on stage. I sweat like crazy. Now you add to the fact that I've got like 20 fucking fight sequences. Yeah? How many times do you have to
0: perform this? Uh, a couple dozen, huh? I think huh?
2: we've got... Yeah, I think we've got about... A, I think we got about 18 performances. Wow. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think... Uh, it could be less than that. You're going to be in the best shape of your life after this Dude, show. I thought I was going to be in the best shape of my life going into <laughs> Tech Week, and I'm not. Like, they took promo pictures, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. No. Uh, and why? They're making me wear, like, the wife beater, and of I've course, got like, it's hair iconic. coming up out of my shoulders and Ooh, shit. It's hot. Slow down. Yeah, dude. Slow down. Sweaty hot. <laughs> but, no, guys, it's going to be a, a, a fun show. It is... If I have to give it a rate, like, it's it's rated R. This There oh, is yeah. language aplenty Good in this show. Don't bring the kids Not a to Christmas. go see Slayhard with a vengeance. Um, but it's fun. We got a great cast. It's, it's going to be a fun show. Excited. i excited. I haven't acted in a show in about five years. What? And I feel like that this is a pretty decent show to come back out of retirement just so I could play... This is kind of a bucket list role to be like the, a John McClane character, you know. Like I've done twenty years of our Die Hard party. Yeah. Obviously, it's a film that's important to me, so why not? Let's uh, let's do this thing. So yeah, Slay Hard with a Vengeance opening at the Margot Jones Theater. It's Friday. This well, this Friday is the soft opening. Saturday is our official opening, December, December second. Uh, and I believe it, we start at eight. I think that's when curtain is eight o'clock. Mm. Uh, but look up all the details. Go to Camp Death. In fact, we'll link it. Yeah, we'll put some. Here's on another the thing. Facebook. We'll say what we'll do, and maybe we won't. And if we don't, call us out on it. Usually we and do. And remind us. Yeah, check out the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, man. Well, uh, I guess we're all caught up in stuff. So <laughs> thanks. This Let's, has been another <laughs> Let's get into this thing. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, uh every week we will watch a movie And then talk about it with each other, analyze it, pull it apart, and then try to put it back together. Uh, And we invite you to take part in the discussion. Our lovely Editing Bay listeners, uh, you can do that by going to our Facebook page. In Facebook, in the search function, put in the Editing Bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Mm -hmm. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. uh, This wonderful show. Uh, brought to you by VideoBlocks.
0: <laughs> That's right. Video Blocks and Audio Blocks. Uh, They're our lovely sponsor currently. They're running a promotion from now through the end of the year. And uh, so by the time you're hearing this, you like, have about a month left to take advantage of this actually really good offer $149, which is all you can eat. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all you can. <laughs> one
2: down. All you can eat uh, video, audio, and images. For Usually the- it costs like $1,000. It costs a $20 one. billion. Dollars. Usually if you want to get your own stock footage. But video blocks is hooking you up for the price of 149 No, not $149 billion, just $149 a la carte. That's right. They have uh,
0: tons of stock video. I think they have over 150,000 uh, uh-huh. pieces of footage. They have 100,000 audio files. They have music yeah. there. you have sound effects. Uh, I use them all the time for work. When we're looking for um,
2: dancing penguins, say
0: you're editing a video where you need the sound effect of somebody sneezing. Uh huh. Who would? How would you do that? Uh, usually, would just... I would record somebody in the office. Yeah. Sneezing. But then you got to walk around with like a feather under their nose. That's how you make people sneeze, yeah. right? I've yeah. seen enough Warner Brothers cartoons uh-huh. to know that you just get a feather, That's wiggle right. it under the nose there. Uh huh. Get your audio under recorder the- out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, we- <laughs> if you had your own <laughs> Joe Guccione, you do not need audio blocks yeah. or video blocks, but you don't. So go to videoblogs.com slash EditingBay. That's V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash EditingBay, or you can go to EditingBay.com and uh, click the banner ad at the top there. Support the show and get yourself that $149 uh, for one year deal. Again, that's all you can eat, video, uh, images, and audio for 149 which which um, $149 dollars won't not even buy you like... A piece of music that you can use royalty free no. in perpetuity.
2: No. I love that word. In perpetuity? Mr. Wonderful says that all the time on Shark Tank. Who's oh. at mis- in, in perpetuity. <laughs> that's right. I get 2% of everything sold in perpetuity. Um, yeah, guys. Videoblocks.com uh, slash editing bay. That that's, is correct. All right, cool. Thanks well, for being our sponsor, guys. Let's get into this thing. Let's so we do talked it. about the. Um, we talked about the show that I'm doing, this Die Hard. Thing, and that's what inspired our selection for today. Uh, that and the fact that we're officially on the countdown to Christmas. Yeah, we're in the holiday well, season. The countdown to, to, to The, or to the Last Jedi, it? too. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, since that's coming first. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dude, the, the fucking TV spots have been fucking
0: outrageous. I would... We- it's getting to the point where I'm no longer excited about the trailers. I just want like the slow trickle uh-huh. of uh, of uh, commercials where they're like leaking little shots here and there.
2: Well, little shots—they're giving you like alternate takes of things. Like I think I saw one TV spot where. Remember in the trailer, like Ray has that rock, mm-hmm. and she's like training oh, yeah. and stuff, and the lightsaber stops just short of the rock. Yeah, they're using the hell out of that. Well. The TV spot I just saw she's got like her little staff mm-hmm. and she does that with the with the staff and not the lightsaber. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. So I'm like well, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going to be the actual piece of footage that we're going to they see? They do
0: that all the time with trailers because the there's a different production company that's editing the trailer versus who's actually filming the, They just get a bunch of footage and, like, go with it. Yeah. We just need a trailer by September. Man. And then the other guys are actually. Ryan Johnson's the one in the room okay. making the real cut.
2: So it's not like the Rogue One trailer where, like, they just include, yeah. like, a TIE fighter. Right. As, as Jane Erso is, like, walking across up. a bridge and, like, a TIE fighter shows up.
0: That should be. You know, and you can't get away with shit like that in the UK. They have very strict.
2: Uh, False advertising laws that you have to adhere to. But, but the is thing is, I think there's an argument that could be made that it isn't really false advertising.
0: If there's a fucking shot that's in the trailer <laughs> that is not, that gets me, that entices me to see the that, movie and then it's not entices, there.
2: It entices the money out of my wallet. Were it not
0: for that one shot, I would not have seen that movie, Joe.
2: I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> instead it instead was, we got a movie full of bad Darth Vader dad jokes oh <laughs> don't get choked up <laughs> careful not to choke on your ambition that's what he says <laughs> uh, fucking Darth Vader's Phil Dunphy <laughs> from Modern <laughs> Family I just
0: want him to start breaking out into Muf- uh, Mufasa <laughs> Luke uh-uh. remember who you are you said
2: he's gonna be redoing the voice of Mufasa for the he's new line he's the King. only
0: person that they're bringing back for that live action Dude, okay
2: King. so would you have would you rather that they brought back Mr. Bean for Zazu, or are you good with John Oliver? No, being I, the No, I
0: love updating it, man. I want this generation's Rowan Atkinson, and that's, uh, that's Mr. And what's his name? John Oliver. John Oliver, yeah. <laughs>
2: what's his name? Uh, all right, You're so is... You're not going to the watering hole. <laughs> Literally! <laughs> cannot wait to be king. Um... So, who is this generation's... Uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Is I it Vin say Diesel? The,
0: I say the guy from All States. Are oh, you in good hands? Oh, oh, that's pretty good. Right? I'm like, he's <laughs> got the voice. Vin, Vin Diesel. <laughs> that's right. The Iron Giant. Remember who you are. Oh.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, remember who you are. <laughs> you got a fast car. <laughs> Let's go for a ride. <laughs> that's it. Man. you be the most laid back This is the most laid back. <laughs> Since you were the first to reach in and grab a gazelle, you have to say grace. (laughs) Uh, Come on, let's go, Scar. Listen to our Fast and Uh, Furious episode (laughs) from a few weeks back. So, okay, yeah. um, So I'm doing this Die Hard show. Right. And that kind of inspired the choice of what we're talking about this week. And we've done a couple of Die Hards. We've only done one
0: Die Hard movie. No, we have not, sir. We did the original, and then we did the sequel. Uh, did we do Die Hard 2 the year afterwards for the holiday season? Oh, okay. I have to find out the episode numbers for that, but I think that was I think those are still downloadable okay. from the feed. So check Fantastic. out our Die Hard and Die Hard 2. I couldn't remember if we did Die I Hard 2. Was,
2: that's the one with the airplanes, right? He's in Colonel the airport. Colonel Stewart. That goes on for like 2 hours. <laughs> yes. And the and the line what sets off the the metal detector's first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your brain. And I don't understand that. Can't. I still don't understand that line. Yeah, but it sounds cool coming it out of John th- McLean's voice. But does yes, it? yes. Cause I would be if I were fucking the guy who from NYPD blue, uh that, that was <laughs> that was sitting there, I would be on set going, I don't I don't understand. Listen. Rennie. Rennie, what what the fuck does that line mean? Joe, I'll take that any day. Just just take it, calm mind. <laughs> I'll take
0: it any day over um the, the lack of uh of snappy dialogue. Oh, oh that we're he's gonna, given. we're gonna just jump right into in it. In this film.
2: In this one. We we've decided to skip die hard three. Yeah. We'll we come back to it, We've decided to skip live free or die hard. We still have other holiday seasons <laughs> we, in the future. We have jumped straight to a good day to
0: die hard. Because I had not seen this one. <sighs> you saw it in theaters, I saw correct? It once.
2: I had only this is the I've only seen this movie once. Wait, j- just now? Just No, no, time? no, no. I oh, saw okay. it in the theater. So, okay. Previously. The first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. the, the only time up until when I just saw it yesterday, uh, I went to the marathon, the Die Hard marathon leading up to when this was going to be released. Oh, right. So, dude, like, I watched all of the Die Hard movies. <laughs> Ten hours of Die Hard. And then into this one. The worst thing you could possibly do... Is to put this... Is put... Die Hard One in such close proximity yeah. to this film. Hadn't quite forgotten about it by the time you got there. <laughs> yes. This, this movie is anything but a die hard movie. It's not a die hard film. At least the one thing all die hard movies, one through four, have had in common is that it's like this, this one guy mm-hmm. or a guy in like a partner, an unlikely partnership, right. and it's like they're normal dudes. They're just normal dudes putting, you know, outrageous circumstances, and they're up against insurmountable odds. Right. That's it. Now, in the fourth one, you kind of stretch it a little bit because you got John McClane like surfing on the back of a fucking <laughs> jet fighter. Yeah. That's the part of the movie I hate. Like, yeah. That's, that's where it goes a little bit this way, and I that's agree. the problem. Like that scene basically informed this entire movie, where John McClane's no longer an everyday guy. Oh, he's no. a fucking superhero he's he's unbreakable
0: and it's not even like he, he just gets caught in these circumstances although they they try to make it seem like he does but he willfully chooses like to just go out and yes. <laughs> like near the end of the, uh, the film that third act climax basically his motive is just like well let's just kill some scumbags <laughs> Like, that's his. That's we got, motivation. We got nothing the to do. Movie. You already started this mission. Let's uh, just kill some scumbags. We could get away clean now, or we'll just uh, murder a bunch that's of people. That's not what you do, Dad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like there's there,
0: you don't get you don't get beat dead. And you're right. It is not a diehard movie. Try as it might to be one. Like it really. I was watching a Jurassic World earlier today. Happened to be on the TV. I know. I drink your fucking coke, uh, Joe. While I tell my story here, uh, and it's there's somewhat upon repeat viewings of that. There's something uh, somewhat kind of sad and, and pathetic about how bad it wants to be, Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. we're going to take all the beats from the first one. We're just going to do our version of it. Sometimes that works. It worked with Force Awakens. Sure did. It didn't quite work with that one. And Die Hard is, you know, if Force Awakens is on this side yeah. of the uh, the spectrum, uh, what is this movie called? A Good Day to Die Hard. A Good Day Which, to Die Which, by the hard. way, sounds like something Worf from Star Trek would have said. Yes. Pretty sure like that's, he says that on every other episode before yeah. almost dying. Uh-huh. This one uh, really wants to be the original Die Hard. does so many of the things. It
2: uses the Michael Kamen score.
0: No, oh, I didn't like, pick up on that. Like the opening
2: sequence, the opening credits. You hear the the Michael Kamen score where it's like... <laughs> like, what, what? Didn't they all, though? Don't they all?
0: No. Nope. No, really? Nope. No. It also uh, uses... <laughs> you hear John McClane's uh, ringtone. About halfway through that first act. Wait, wait, what was it? Remind me. His what? phone starts to ring. His daughter, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, yes. Which was a, a nice little although a, Ramona Flowers a tease because she shows up at the She's beginning. She's in the movie for 5 minutes. She, she literally bookends the movie and then you hear her voice uh when he calls her or she calls him and his ringtone is uh Ode to Joy. Oh.
2: I
1: forgot about that. And then he
0: picks up before you he can hear the rest of it.
2: Good god. But you only get to hear her voice. Could he use more of her. It, re- it really could, and I'll tell you, she was one of the best parts of Die Hard 4. Yes, her character was fucking fantastic. And Justin Long and the Justin Long was great. <laughs> I actually like Justin that. Long was really good. he was a good even enjoyed
0: Kevin Smith in that. He didn't. Who distract, is this man? Didn't distract from me too much. <laughs> it was fun to see them together, and then think about uh, this is where they uh, decided to
2: make cop out. So do cop out. <laughs> but what's I mean, even with Live Free or Die Hard, at least John McClane had John McClane isms. Like you know, his his dialogue and and the, he's kind of a mm-hmm. schlubby a schlubby cop, and you know he's just kind of he, he's a product of his environment instead of being like the force of nature that influences yeah. everything else around him. Here he just flat out carjacks a guy. <laughs> yes,
0: a random in s- Russia, stranger of in Russia, Russia. In which they make a big deal about the beginning of the
2: hey you don't fucking you don't fuck around in mother don't, Russia. Don't fuck around in Russia. This is no this isn't Iraq. Can we can we wait, let's let's back up a little bit. Okay. Let's go to the very beginning. Where like dililu, dililu. Courtney, Courtney Jai mm-hmm. who plays Jack McLean, He plays plays Bruce Willis's son in this movie. Junior. Uh and here's part of the problem. And I and I I think you and I are going go to go the same place here where you think of like pop culture movies where like classic heroes suddenly have like a kid that they're with or their father. Like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Fucking phenomenal film! Like that—that's oh, one the of the best most Indiana imp- Jones film. One of the most important, and I agree with you. Mm. One of the most important movies ever for me. Uh, And it's because, in no small part, because the relationship between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery and that father-son dynamic, and you could tell they're estranged. The Mm -hmm. story lets us know that they're estranged, but there's still a familiarity there between
0: them. You get the feeling that they actually did spend a lot of time together, many years together, and that there's built up uh, resentment that uh, Indy has in his father.
2: There's an origin there. There's a reason why there's that resentment. In fact, it's breached a little bit. They talk about it a little bit. In this movie, it's just that Jack doesn't like John. Yeah, for some reason. For some reason, and we don't know. And Maybe because we never heard about him for the last four movies. Where's fucking Holly? Where's Holly McLean? Where's the mother? The mother is the one that was taking care of these kids. <laughs> like know. As far as I understand, they weren't with their dad. So why are both of them so like, fucking maladjusted? Joe, I never saw the third Die Hard, so we'll have to do it Wait, at no, some point. Wait, no, you've seen the third Die no, Hard. No,
0: I have not. Die Hard with a Vengeance? No, that's not the third one, is that it? That is the third one. Oh, Live Free...
2: No, I don't know. I have no, not so, seen the so third one. Got, you got Die Hard, mm-hmm. Die, Die Hard 2, two. Die Harder, yes. at Dulles International Airport. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that had Holly McClane. Right. And those are the two that had... Uh, Reginald... Uh, Reginald Val Johnson. Yeah. They're also the two that had Dick Thornburg. The, oh, he is a TV guy. That's right. And that's where Die Hard started getting a lot of shit, where it's like, all right, really? Like... Everybody who is involved in the first movie is suddenly back for this one. He's on a completely other uh, other coast yeah. as well. He's in DC. I don't like Die Hard Two very much. I think no. I talked about that in the in yeah. the uh, listen the, to our Die Hard podcast. Two episode from a couple years back. Die Hard Three is fucking phenomenal. It's oh, the yeah? best sequel of the series. Oh, interesting. Uh, and and the thing it has in common mm-hmm. with the first Die Hard same director. Uh McTiernan, McTiernan, John McTiernan directed it. And it's so great. It's this cat and mouse game. But instead of being in a fucking building, it's on the island of Manhattan. Like John McClane and Zeus have to fucking solve these riddles, which is all a fucking red herring. Like, just so that way it could keep them away from what Simon is actually fucking doing. Uh. It's so smart and it's so fun. Hmm. It's not the smartest action movie, but at least it has a little bit of something going for it. A lot of likable characters and some despicable characters. Fucking uh, the the villain in the movie is kind of a likable villain. Hmm. Not so much, not Alan Rickman level, not Hans Gruber level, but, you know, not bad. When you compare the other movies to the first one and the third one, mm-hmm. well, dude, you have got to see the third movie. All right, movie. we'll
0: do it. Coming soon in an episode of the editing Um
2: book. When you compare everything else, it's going to kind of pale in comparison. The fourth one's not bad. I like the fourth one, even it, though it, it was PG-13. Yeah. And, well, and I were, had no problem with that. they hands a, tied. For a PG-13 movie, yeah. pretty good action flick. Absolutely. My only problem with that whole movie, honestly, it, okay, I have two problems with it. Mm-hmm. Timothy Olyphant, who yeah. I think is a fantastic actor, was not the villain that he wanted to be in that movie. He he, They tried to make him like the computer hackery, like I'm a technical genius, yeah. and I didn't buy it. He's a
0: 21st century villain. Yeah. He's not an old guy.
2: I didn't buy it because they, they didn't flesh him out enough. He was still too mustache twirly. Mm-hmm. Um that and the part with the fucking jet plane, yep. the jet fighter. I was like, "This is that's I cannot buy." This is this. The
0: only point where you can kind of see the seams and the CGI. Yeah, like, he is clearly on a green screen. Not
2: just that, but just the fact that his character did that. Yeah, he jumped on a fucking jet fighter. <laughs> no man. That's like, a problem with these films. You have to keep cu- uh, upping the ante. I buy the bit where he did with the car, where he sent the car up into the helicopter. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. That's classic John McClane. A lot of other things in this movie. Are fucking cra- I love when he fucking drives that fucking truck into the chick, and they go down. She goes down to the elevator shaft. Oh and yeah. And they're fighting in the car, <laughs> yes. and he's just trying to get the fuck out of that thing before it falls down the elevator shaft. And again, I'm glad that they they reintroduced elevator shafts into the Die Hard yeah. franchise. So there you go. Again,
0: trying to fix uh, or or trying to bring back what worked so well about the first one. Yeah. Um. But
2: every attempt they do here just kind of falls flat. No. And, oh, and this is what the Courtney Jai. Mm-hmm. Fucking blank wall. He is cardboard. I kind of feel like he
0: was uh, this year's, or whatever year that came out, uh, was the Sam Worthington of that couple of years. Remember when Sam Worthington... Sam Worthington was in every movie. He was like an Avatar. In and uh, what, one of the Terminator movies, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, two of those. And it's just like Hollywood decided Sam Worthington was the new hotness. Um, and I think people were kind of lukewarm on him. Listen, he's great. I'm sure He'll be making Avatar movies until he dies.
2: Willie, we haven't seen another one, well,
0: and that's why because they come out every decade and a half. So he's pretty much booked until he's ninety. Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah, but Courtney Jai
0: doesn't even have the charisma that. No, Samworthy no, he has. doesn't.
2: How did they cast him? And especially, I was one of the key things about John McClane is that he's a charismatic motherfucker. Yeah, man.
0: this guy does not feel like his son. Nope. They don't even feel like they they share any genes. And it would have been fun to, have, you know, we referenced Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. This film kind of feels like that, I think they were going for that, but there's no kind of fun back and forth. You don't get no. that. There's and a it, lot of shut up, John. And it goes from zero to, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? <laughs> by the end of the movie so quickly, un-
2: organically. When Yuri or, gets taken away from them. Yuri gets taken away in a hail of gunfire. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taken prisoner by some guys. You think, you know, it's, it's all done for the McLean boys, and then they fight their way out of it. Mm-hmm. Alec. And then, then there's this whole bit with fucking John McClane talking to his son. He's like, "You're right. You know, what? let's just go home. Yeah. Let's just go home. This is his pep talk, and we'll, and we'll go and you know we'll have some fucking milk and cookies, <laughs> and we'll do. I'm like, what the but where fuck? Where are our robes? Like you're the one that came to fucking Russia to get him the fuck out of. Well, there. Joe,
0: he's on vacation though.
2: He, but he's not. <laughs> not he says sure. that like twenty I'm times not sure in if this you movie. Caught that, but he's, he's like, I'm he's... on vacation. No. <laughs> You're not, you specifically came here because your fucking buddy in the forest gave you a file about your son who had been arrested in fucking Russia and you were coming to Russia to help him out. Yeah, what kind That's of vacation not a is vacation? that? Nobody
0: goes to Moscow for vacation.
2: Good God.
0: I kind of feel like they already had the mugs and uh, the t-shirts printed <laughs> up. I'm on vacation. With the I'm on vacation with the little Die Hard logo. <laughs> it's like, we gotta we gotta get it in the movies. I, I have a feeling they they they... Filmed like twelve takes of it, and we're like, we'll use two or three. Yeah, and I feel like
2: he says it like six times in this. Film. All the time. Mm-hmm. He, that's that's his Yippie kaya motherfucker. In Until this movie.
0: he does say his Yippie kaya motherfucker. <laughs>
2: yes. So
0: I like that the tagline for this film is uh, yippy kaya mother, mother Russia. Uh <laughs> um, hey, they had a theme when they were going
2: with it. What? Uh, the what, Russians are bad again, by the way, Jim. What, yeah, they,
0: the 80, yeah, everything's from the eighties is coming
2: back. Uh, everything's come back, mm. even in real life too. Thanks, thanks, Obama. <laughs> For leaving, let me ask you this. Ask, ask me. What was the plot of this movie?
0: <laughs> okay, so it's a little convoluted because we we've got the
2: prerequisite double cross, right? There's a well, and it, there's there's there, supposed to be a, a misdirect. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of the die-hard thing that was set up in the first movie. Hey, remember in uh... the... taken hostage. People were taken hostage. And everybody thought, like, oh, man, he's coming. He's going to take these people hostage. He's just looking to fucking... Nope. He was just trying to steal some bearer bonds that they had in the vault. It was just... It was a, a caper. It was a theft. Uh, and then in the second one, it was this whole thing where they take over the airport. And it's to To free this, uh, what is this? This political prisoner. That's right. Who was coming in on a plane? Coming in on a plane, and you had John Amos and his team, and it was this whole thing. Where basically, uh, it it had nothing to do. It wasn't politically charged. They were just being paid to fucking get this guy out of the country. All about the money. The third one uh, was Simon Gruber. Basically wanting to steal the gold. Another in, Gruber? Yeah, Simon Gruber. It's his brother. It's his brother, oh. Yeah, oh, fuck. I've, <laughs> I've ruined it, I'm Spoiler. sorry. It's the third movie yeah, we spoiled in this there's episode. There's this whole thing where you think it's out. he's out to get revenge hmm. with a vengeance. He's out to get revenge for the death of his brother, when really, uh, he was just trying to uh, to rip off the uh, the, the gold right, that so was in the... Um, more money. Yeah, that was in the... the uh, goddamn, what's it called? Uh, the Exchange. The uh, safety deposit box? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then in the fourth one, uh, it was a little more straightforward. You were just trying to hack the country. Yeah, he wanted to bring it all down. Bring it all the fuck down. Some but he was can... also looking to steal some money, too. Yeah, was, well, there's always money at the end of it. This one, like, everything that, that we've described is like, mm, kind of big plot, but it's just like a distraction. Yeah, red So herring. someone can steal some money. Exactly. That is fucking far from what the hell's going on here. And yet, at the end of it, it does come down, to money, down to money again.
0: But we have to get there by but way of like
2: three different fucking double crosses. And they
0: find it. a way to get like Chernobyl into it because you know the only way because we can Russia prove <laughs> that the uh, you know the the antagonist really is a villain is we have to we have to give the audience something to grasp onto. It's yeah. not it's not enough that he's just a bad guy in Russia. He's responsible for Chernobyl. That's right. <laughs> Really, like this—that's the this, villain of this movie—is the guy who's responsible for the meltdown at Chernobyl. Yeah. And I'm not—I have no idea why he's trying to break back in there. I don't know why he felt the need to kill the other guy who he was in cohorts with at the yeah. beginning. There's this whole uh, chess game, a uh, literal and figurative. He's playing by himself. Yeah, that you've never seen that before. Russian no, playing chess. Russian? No, completely new. What are you, what are you talking about? But uh, you've got that. But then the daughters involved. So you think he's—is it his real daughter? I guess so, but they have a uh, quite an uncomfortable relationship yeah. for me. Yeah. When the, when the reveal is finally made and she kind of a, lets her hair a, down. A pornhub.com <laughs> relationship. <laughs> it's one of those father one of those father-daughter relationships. <laughs> yeah, really uncomfortable. I'm not sure if that was intentional, like if they were just kind of throwing some uh, some subtle think, hints that I they're... I think
2: intentional is
0: a strong word to throw around with this movie. Yeah, I don't know. What was intentional about this film? I,
2: I feel like this... A lot of this, uh, especially the stuff that involves John McClane, I think is some poor director... Like, I think of the Kevin yeah. Smith stories about directing Bruce Willis. Yeah. And I feel like some poor director was so excited they were going to make a Die Hard movie, but now they've got Bruce Willis on this end of his career. <laughs> and, you know, is. It's probably a different story back in the 80s when they were making the first Die Hard and Bruce Willis had never made a movie and he was kind of like, this was going to make or break him. Yeah, And so he was probably listening to every fucking thing John McTiernan had to say. It was like, okay, boss, all right, let's do this. Because the John McClane we get now, the Bruce Willis we get now is so subdued. He's not just sleepwalking he, his fucking way through. He is like Harrison Ford in Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, he is char- the character by name
0: only. Yeah, And he does some very... John McClane things again we talked about like him <laughs> carjacking a stranger and yeah. just kind of wanting to murder people uh-huh. um, oh and his uh, his joking so they tried to kind of squeeze in his, his humor because that's one of the things that endeared you to the character in the first couple of movies right sure, sure. He's, he's always under pressure but he's always got time for a little wisecrack uh-huh. wisecracking seems wildly out of place in this one yeah the stakes seem a little higher nobody else is having fun for except for him no and it's only and even he doesn't seem to be having fun no No one seems to be having fun on this film. Performance is very uneven. It doesn't flow together. And as I was thinking about it, as I was watching it, I was like, you know what? This movie isn't... The worst parts of this movie are any scene with dialogue, basically. Yeah. When it's on silent,
2: or when we're just watching the action... It's a decent action film. It's not bad. It's just not a good diehard movie. No. It doesn't belong in the franchise. This is... You put a different title on this movie and change the names of the characters... Yeah. You got a pretty decent just action film. You know what? One of the best Die Hard sequels isn't a Die Hard movie. Uh, it's called, I think it's called 16 Blocks. Oh, yeah. And it's Bruce Willis plays kind of this out of shape, beat down cop uh, with Most Def. And the whole story is like Most deaf is going to turn evidence. So witness protection program sort of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And the cops are in on it. And so they're trying to deliver him to the bad guys or whatever. Sixteen blocks and, away. And Bruce, Bruce is like the cop that's in charge of watching him. And so they think, like, you know what? It's cool. He's on the take. You know, he'll be easy to turn or whatever. And he suddenly gets this like new newfound sense of duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> you said uh, duty. This newfound sense of duty where he's going to protect this He's got a job. He's got one job to do. He's going to protect this guy. And it's a fucking Fantastic film! It's really good and it rings a fucking diehard. Like it's John McClane at the at the the end of his career and he's gonna finally do something. Like instead of making all the bad choices he's made in life, he's finally gonna do one good thing that's going to define his career. That's a fucking good diehard movie. This is not. This is this is schlock. He this has is... no motive.
0: He's going to find his son. Yeah, he finds his son. He gets into a bit of trouble, but everything else he does is is out of
2: character. Uh huh. And just like makes fun of his son, like there he's in he's in a CIA hideout, and he starts making he's like, "This it, you're a spy, you're a fucking spy." That's it, you're double 007 of Plainswood, New Jersey.
0: I actually don't mind that idea that he does have a son, and uh, with those those genes coursing through his veins, uh, that's what that's what that version of John McClane but turned out to be. But his
2: reaction to it is ridiculous, and he's a grown man who. Who's made a career in law enforcement, and so his son CIA. Mm. Like, why is he being such a fucking yeah, cock about it's it? Not really. Apple didn't fall that far from the tree. Yeah, John McClane. <laughs> oh, your mother be she'd be so happy. We she thought, you, thought you were stuck on drugs. Selling or something. drugs. Yeah. Like, what? Did do, do none of you talk to one another? I mean, come on. Well, apparently
0: not, because we haven't heard about this kid in four movies. No.
2: Right? Am I making that up? They no, never mentioned they met in at the all. first movie. So we're There's at the point in the career. Lucy and Jack are playing in the kitchen when Bonnie Bedelia calls and talks to the housekeeper. Hmm. That's it. That's the only time you see Lucy and Jack. And then you see Lucy and live free or die hard, mm-hmm. which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And then you see them both in this one. That's it, their big it, ending. That's it. Walking off into the sunset together. This fucking. And oh, my God. Does that ring of like, oh, there must have been actual like stuff here. Because like they're talking to each other, there's dialogue, <laughs> yeah, but there's none. You don't hear any of it. It's just all music. No, Joe, we shot it that way in intentionally.
0: Motion. We weren't running. We totally weren't running audio on that.
2: <laughs> I just feel like that director couldn't fucking wait. Well, to be done with all of the principal photography this, of this film.
0: This is the shortest of all five Darhard movies. It's like an hour and thirty-five minutes or something. Yeah. It's crazy. And yet, some of those it is so slow going. It is. And like I said, any scene with dialogue where. They're trying to convey information in the sl- And this movie does like the cardinal sin of exposition. We're at the beginning. We're told everything we need to know via like a, a TV, yeah. a, a CNN news report. Uh huh. Oh, come
2: on, guys. Yeah, there's a lot more creative ways to do it. And that's part of the fun of the first Die Hard movie, also, is like the world is building as yeah. the story is taking place. I mean, learning along with the characters. That, and also one of the things, another thing, like that all of the Die Hard movies, except for the fourth one and the fifth one, have in common is that. There's a landscape, and they make sure that you're very familiar with where it is people are going in relation to where everything else is happening. In the in the fourth one, it's a little bit tougher because he's kind of going up and down like the East Coast, uh, at least you know the the Northeast. Uh, This one, I don't know where the fuck they are. Who has any context? I have no fucking clue where they are in relation to like Chernobyl Mm -hmm. or what's going on where the courthouse is. There's this. Ugly fucking blue and green filter on everything in this movie. I think that's
0: just the way Russia looks. <laughs> <laughs> not that this was filmed in Russia. It's like Russia by way of Prague or something. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that looks foreign to us Americans. We wouldn't know. Bruges. We can't tell. Ooh,
2: in Bruges. In Bruges. Dude, mm. I love that movie so still much. Still haven't seen it. The, the guy who did in Bruges did that three billboards... Outside oh, same Mesopotamia, director? yeah. It's oh, a, well, now I'm interested. I don't know who the fuck. I
0: don't know the. Th- I don't even know the the full name of this fucking movie. It's one of those two Wong Fu yeah things to do in everything. Denver when you're dead. Julie Newmar.
2: This film, it's called A Good Day to Die Hard, but there's really no good day to ever watch this movie. This is, it's so. It's so bad. It's irredeemably bad. 14% and on Rotten Tomatoes I'm surprised critics,
0: it's even that high. And 40% with, with the audiences. Good God. A little more forgiving, but
2: still not enough to, to recommend And I, I can't recommend this film either. This is one of those movies where I feel like five or six people I know are probably like, dude, you're too serious about it. Just It's just an action movie. Just let it I wish I could. The problem I is... I fucking wish I could, but it's not a hard film. We've
0: seen action films, and we've seen good ones, uh, and this one isn't really... Yeah. I kind of like the White House Down. White House was. Down was better
2: than this movie. Yeah. That is absolutely true. And we panned that one, too. Um, okay. Is there going to be a sixth Die Hard film, Joe? It's just, I think they're working on it. But I just, think they are. I think like they're working on Die Hard 6. never end. The, the thing is, we live in a world now where Captain America Winter Soldier exists. This is what I'm saying. And so it's really tough to make like an action movie. And just go like, it's just an action movie, especially with Die Hard, a film a franchise that has such a legacy, such a storied legacy, and the final chapter is this this horrible, horrible story that makes no sense. It's so ill-conceived and plotting. And I would forgive the story though, if
0: at least they stayed true if it made true. sense, and if, if there tru- was a story. I don't even care about that. Just stay true to the character. Like yeah. give me more of what made the other Die Hard movies enjoyable, and that's Bruce Willis
2: is John McClane.
0: Yes, I don't know this character. Uh-huh. He's he's nothing like we've seen in the other films. Yeah,
2: he's not fun. It, it well, it's it's not fun, and it's lacking that cat and mouse kind of feel to mm-hmm, it, where mm-hmm. you know he finds himself in a tough situation, but he's always kind of one step ahead of the bad guys. Yeah, uh, and
0: again, and maybe that's because of the villain. I think they tried to have a fun villain in this one. Yeah, but we're stuck with this kind of Russian guy who isn't. You you spend the first half of the movie it's kind of like rooting for him.
2: Yeah, it's not clear that he's the villain.
0: Yeah, he just turns back. Uh, and again, it's the double double cross. Yeah. And uh, at that point, why, like who? I, I'm not even following. Like, why should I care that he's turned? Oh, his name's
2: Jai Courtney. I keep calling him Courtney Jai. Oh, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. <laughs> Jai! Don't do it. No. <laughs> That that was the most diehard moment was when he's in the cab at the very yeah, beginning. of Yeah, I movie. thought about it's that. It's the most diehard moment in the entire film. It's the first five minutes. Yeah, it's it's so sad. And it it feels, makes me sad.
0: It feels like it's the, just there because every other Russian in this film was like a bad guy, and they're like, "Well, we gotta throw him off, and we gotta remind people that not all Russians are evil." Hey, look at this uh, lowly cab driver. He's yeah. fun. He just, knows Sinatra.
2: You you don't need to be crazy about like okay is he clearly the villain of this movie or is he not? Yeah, stop trying you know, to trick us. In in the first Die Hard, there was no denying Hans Gruber was the bad guy. Yeah, there was, and they even had the point where Hans Gruber meets up with John and he pretends to be somebody else, and that kind of just adds to us like oh no, dude. He's. How did he know that yeah. Bill Clay's name was on the thing behind him? Oh shit! John's no. fucked.
0: But we, as the audience, don't find that out in this film. Yeah. until like five minutes before everybody else does. And I don't. And, and the inexplicably, thing is, too. I
2: wouldn't have minded if it was done in a more creative way, but it's not. No, it's it's. In fact, it is revealed in such a way that the writers had no idea it was going to go that way, <laughs> either. Like yeah. that, it happens in the movie, and you feel like the writers going. Okay, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he could be the bad guy. <laughs> I guess he could be the bad guy. We can work it that way. Nobody will ever see it coming. Fucking
0: work a script a little bit, man. Yeah. It was yeah. bad enough that they had the, the daughter kind of being the double cross. Yeah. Again, feeling like Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Remember when you have the female, uh, the Nazi?
2: Yeah, Elsa.
0: Elsa, thank you, yeah.
2: What? She talks in her Which <laughs> I love that. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, this movie makes me appreciate t- uh, yeah. Last Crusade so much more. It would have been so much How more fun. about funny? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Uh, what about... Comparing it? this to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, what would I prefer to watch? Uh, father and Son Adventure. Uh, Which one would you prefer between the, the two? Even
0: Shia LaBeouf and Harrison Ford had better they did have uh, good chemistry, chemistry in that film. They did. And they're fun individually to watch. And even the worst Spielberg movie is still a Spielberg movie. Yeah. He's a. still a. got I. a couple of... Yes, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying to make my point right you're agreeing with me that
2: AI is uh, AI is better than
0: this much better than Kubrick would have done with I his love own Spielberg's
2: Spielberg's Spielberg story of the life and times of Allen Iverson <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though I watched that movie there's no basketball at all I was like this is it's weird I, I thought this would have a little bit more b-ball <laughs> alright Jude Law which one's which one's Allen Iverson uh, did you hear Jude Law cast in the new Captain Marvel movie no, he's yeah, who is he? He's gonna be the, uh, the the Marvel the 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 male. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh cool! Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's one. the Brie Larson one, right? Yes. Uh,
0: do you have anything else about this movie? Let's see. Yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, we, I've talked about all the things they're trying to do to recreate that first one, right? Uh-huh. Um, like you said, we even have the villain. Uh, you know, in the first one, he pretends to be a good guy for a while, or not a good guy, but he, but he pretends, pretends to, be to be a prisoner, one of the hostage. hostages, and then we find out oh he was a bad guy, except the audience eating him. So we've got that. We've got the daughter. It just feels like they're clearly trying to re, uh, reimagine that first one. Yes, all the way up until the villain's death, mm-hmm. where which is very Hans Gruber. Oh, you! They were clearly trying to rip that <laughs> off. We all know that iconic slow motion shot yeah. of Hans Gruber falling. From, oh, there's a helicopter God, I hope in that's it too. Not one of the hostages. It's a big helicopter yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> uh, climax at the bottom yeah. of this film. Yep. So, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get to that.
0: So as the uh, as the villain is falling to his death, we think it's just, there's that split second where I'm like, oh, they're totally trying to recreate Die Hard, they, that original death. Uh, but that gets quickly cut short because uh, there's an out- pun intended. There's, yes, there's a, an out- a spinning out of control helicopter uh, piloted by his daughter, no less, yeah. which is fun. And right as we uh, see the him falling away from the camera here comes the spinning helicopter and the, the back propeller plates oh. just like eviscerate him. He just,
2: up in a cloud of blood. Yep. And then she bucks John McClane off the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm talking about where John McClane ceases to be just a normal person mm-hmm. and turns into a fucking superhero. Yeah. She bucks him off the helicopter. He slams through a fucking Chernobyl wall, a window, <laughs> yes. a window frame, slams through it and then, like, he and his son bust through, like, three floors as the helicopter's crashing and falling down. They're busting through three floors. In unison. In unison. It's a beautiful shot. It's, it's an okay
0: shot. I mean, there, there are a couple of technical shots here that I thought were done well. There's there's one uh, handy cam or, or the, the uh, city cam shot uh-huh. where the camera's following them. It's, it's in that same scene where they're running from the building and they're about to jump out a window. And the camera's running alongside them and then jumps out of the window with them and, and hovers overhead as we see them fall. Yeah. You could kind of tell it was green screen, but that that was a difficult creative. compositing shot. It's, it's created. Yeah, he was trying to do, the director was trying to do a couple of. Someone had vision. Somebody, I yeah, was trying to put his fingerprint on it somehow. Because
2: you're, you're not, he wasn't pulling anything out of Bruce Willis, unfortunately. And that's, and that's the thing about this movie is that visually, other than that, that blue green filter, which just made me fucking nauseous the entire time. There at least was some, like, dynamic vision. There was something going on here. And that's why it makes a fairly decent action film, just a horrible Die Hard movie. But, like, a lot of the action sequences are very well staged. Mm-hmm. Like, the the whole shit when they're in traffic and the fucking truck comes flying over the yeah. side. Like, I love like, when
0: he's driving on top of on other cars. On the other cars. It's kind of clever. Yeah.
2: There are moments of an inspiration here. Uh-huh. But overall, the, I mean, this, this movie lets, lets you know, everybody down. Let's... I, I cannot imagine being one of the people, like, having to go, one of the actors having to go on the press junket for this movie. <laughs> sure. Well, it's, uh, It's, yeah, can, it's uh, different. We should find some Bruce
0: Willis clips oh, of I'd, him trying to uh, promote
2: this film. All I can think of is, like, Ben Affleck when they had to do publicity for, <laughs> for Batman, Batman versus Superman. Oh, no. he's like, <laughs> oh my it, God. It is what it is, you know? Uh,
0: <laughs> sometimes you swing for the fences, and uh, sometimes you hit a foul And ball. then
2: you just, like, watch him as, like, Henry Cavill takes over, starts talking, you just see Ben Affleck, and he's just, like, looking Sad off to the side. Sad Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess before we get into it, we want to push our sponsor again. Yeah. Uh, video Blocks and Audio Blocks. You know, if you're a filmmaker like Joel or... Uh, well, you know, if, I call myself you, a filmmaker. You, you produce for the stage, you could even use this stuff when you do stuff for the stage. I use a lot of projection in my work. uh, use a lot of sound effects. And uh, if you're like us, you could definitely use the service provided by Video Blocks yep. and Audio Blocks. Uh, they provide all kinds of uh, stock footage, audio, video... Pictures, whatever it is that you're looking for for your project, uh, that would usually cost thousands of dollars. Oh my God! They got a special going on before the uh, up until the end of the the year. That's right. Pay 149 dollars
0: a month. That's right, and that's all you can get: uh, stock images, music. Again, um, you ever tried to upload a video, Joe? Like uh, when I tried to, I have. Right, the end. It's like being on dial-up all over again. <laughs> Ever try to upload a video and uh, you've got some copywritten music in it, and YouTube's little things will flag, yeah, and it will uh, delete your much like my uh, yeah, your, my Civil your, War,
2: your your review when the uh, when we had the the Infinity War, yeah, Infinity
0: Show. War, that trailer that I tried to yeah. watch. Nope, YouTube's little software is going to flag it and remove your video. Well, that's because you got copywritten music in it, but mm-hmm. uh, for one forty nine be able to upload all the videos. You have music, royalty-free music, royalty-free stock footage. That's a hell of a deal. You're not going to find that anywhere else except for Videoblocks. Go to Videoblocks.com slash EditingBay. That's V-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash EditingBay to get this offer or you can go to our website, EditingBay.com. Click on the little banner ad we have at the top there to take advantage of this deal. Again, that's to the end of the year. Uh, so um, if you uh, love the show, you love what we do, here's our sponsor. Nice way to show your love. Go to the website and uh, click through to Videoblocks.com. Thank you, Videoblocks. Yeah. So what did A Good Day to Die Hard do right? You know, I had one thought, Joe, um, before we get into this, which Vagina. is you're talking about the story. <laughs> it's always on my mind. You was always Literally. on my mind. Um, you were talking about how this didn't feel like a Die Hard film. It's ironic because this is the only Die Hard script that was actually written, intended to be a Die Hard script. Did really? you know that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, aside from the first film, Part two was another film completely that they you shoehorned do, you do the John McClane. The,
2: the first film is actually a sequel to the Frank Sinatra movie, The Detective.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah. So even that wasn't uh, originally its own uh, its own thing. Yeah. But Die Hard Three was a whole other script that they just grafted onto called the Die Hard. Says. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then Part Four was going to be like it was called like WW3.com uh-huh. World War 3.com Yeah. Um, and they found a way. It was get- actually
2: it was based on an article. No oh, really? Yeah, it was based on like a magazine article. Oh,
0: just like a uh, Fast and the Furious. Yes. Listen to our
2: Fast and the Furious yeah. episode from a few weeks back. Dude, you know what? I, I did want to point that out, too. I was thinking about that on my way here. Think of like Fast and the Furious. Like that franchise has gone way left field, but keeps getting better. Like it's more fun, more like just keeps topping itself, but in the best ways. And it's so weird that you have Die Hard, which is arguably one of the greatest action films, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Oh, God. And like that franchise, save for episode three, episode, the third the third film, <laughs> save for that third film, like it's just gone downhill and downhill and downhill. And it's like trying to kind of, it's trying to cash in on what it once was mm-hmm. in the 80s instead of working hard to try to like be better at what it can be. It's just sad times. And it's really so weird seeing like the trajectory of both of those franchises. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
0: that's okay. That's the only point I wanted to make that, that here's a film that was written to be a diehard John McClain film. And they couldn't even capture Mm -mm. that magic. So is that what it did right? Uh, No, what it did right was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. The few (laughs) times we see and hear her in this film. She's She's a breath of fresh air. She is a delight. Mm -hmm.
2: All right. uh, What is it right for you? I think that some of the action sequences, the way that some of the action sequences are staged, uh, obviously a lot of care went into it. Somebody went into this. Uh, Somebody. Mm -hmm. The director, someone went into this going, I want to make a Die Hard movie. This is going to be a Die Hard film. And from a technical standpoint, they didn't do too bad. Yeah. They they didn't do too bad until it yeah. came to the actors. <laughs> Tell
0: Bruce Willis's face <laughs> that he's in a Die Hard film. So
2: that's going to bring me to what did a good day
0: to Die Hard do bad? If my uh, good thing is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, my bad thing is Jai Courtney. Yeah. That guy uh does not have what it takes to hold his own uh with Bruce Willis. Wasn't able to inspire him. They don't seem like they have much chemistry together. They actually seem like what they are in this film, which are father and son that have been estranged, haven't seen each other in twenty years, uh-huh. don't really care much about each other, and just kind of seem to be generally annoyed. Yeah. And then we're supposed to believe them when they uh, they have a heart to heart.
2: They finally get it together. Yeah,
0: that scene where they're uh, where they're they're chuckling as they're trying to get away from uh, the dancer, that that bad guy Alec, yeah. who's just kind of beating them and pummeling Could them. Have been a dancer. That's right. Um and they start it 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 lingers. Some of the scenes linger and overstay their welcome yeah, a little like bit. Like
2: the end after the helicopter crashes. Yes, please. And there's that whole exchange between Bruce and, and As they're walking Jai, in Slow Mo. Like, he's like i mean, father. You can you feel can respect me. I'm like, I feel like this isn't even the dialogue that was taking <laughs> no. place on the day.
0: You can feel like the editor trying to leave room for where he thinks the audience is going to be laughing yeah. at the hilarity. Uh, and <laughs> and it's just playing crickets. in my room. Yeah. Just fucking crickets. It did not play that way.
2: So you went with Jai Courtney. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bruce Willis oh. is what this film did wrong. You think you would have liked this film were it not a diehard film? Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like if it wasn't a Die Hard movie, if we didn't try to like Let's get Channing if, Tatum in there, if this wasn't tr- if they weren't trying to like shoehorn in the Die Hard in this movie, it probably would have been a decent action flick. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I blame Bruce Willis. Like I feel like maybe Jai Courtney would have come out of his shell a little bit more mm-hmm. if he was working with an actor that was giving him a little bit more. I think when you step onto the set of a Die Hard movie, I think. You're kind of looking for Bruce Willis to quarterback it. Yeah. And like kind of rally follow everybody. Lead. Follow my league, guys. Let's do this thing. I've done this a few times. This is, you know, here we go. And you're kind of looking at him to be the captain and bring everybody together. Yeah. And I get this feeling that like he fucking didn't. You just led them this off a Bruce cliff. This is Bruce Willis's movie. He doesn't want young Jai fucking Courtney mm-hmm. to upstage him or look right. better, so he's gonna fucking he's gonna roadblock him, <laughs> yeah. and then at the same time, whenever the director is gonna ask him to do something, no. Bruce is like, "No, I've done this a bunch of times. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm my gonna way. wing it. I'm gonna wing it. I'm just gonna do it my way. Not a hey, I'm gonna dialogue. say something funny here. Okay. All right. Say something uh, funny, Bruce. Say something funny, Bruce. <laughs> so, and and you know what? This is all speculation. This is all just me kind of going with a gut feeling. I feel like Bruce Willis was probably really fucking tough to work with on this film, and thus why we get the lack of of chemistry that we have on the screen. It does have that uh, reputation. Yeah. Uh, So if we were going to remake this film, if we were going to remake A Good Day to Die Hard, how would we do it? I'm telling you right now, I only recast three people. You got three? They were the only three characters in this film that really stood out for ah,
0: me. Oh, well, I only did five, so we'll keep this nice and short. You want a ping pong, or you got a theme going on uh, there?
2: I don't have a theme, All right, we could, we could totally ping pong.
0: Well, let me start with Alec. He's the low man on the totem pole. He's okay. the number three villain, I guess, uh, not counting the politician who... Again, isn't needed. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the villain's villain. Uh-huh. Uh But we just see him walking in slow mo in yeah. trench coats and talking to people he, on the he's, phone.
2: He's a misdirect. Yeah.
0: So I didn't even bother doing him, but I did do Alec because I liked him. He was young. He had this whole dancing shtick going on, um, and uh, he was he was kind of menacing when he was beating the hell out of them, uh, and then un- unceremoniously just shot in the head by the actual villain in the end. Spoiler yeah. alert. That was quite shocking, wasn't it, to yeah, see it was... a man man's brains blown out point blank. Uh, so that person's gonna be Shia LaBeouf, because <laughs> that'd be fun to see that scene where he's like beating on them, uh, but he's also kind of dancing in them. He he has a, a, a manic energy about yeah, him. Yeah, he does. I think yeah, he'll fit that role well. Yeah. Uh, I also did, did the daughter, the Russian daughter. I didn't. Who double I didn't crosses, cast her I didn't cast her. Who uh, seems like the damsel in distress, yeah. and then uh, looks like she's having an affair with her own father. In the third act, there we find. How about uh, Michelle Trechtenberg? She kind of looks like a Russian, you know her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dawn, uh, yes, and Euro wow. Trip. She was in that. She's kind of grown up a little bit. Yeah, and uh, she looks what? What Eastern European? Yes, Eastern European. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and then of course I did the villain and John McClane and Junior McClane.
2: That's what I have. So y- Yuri, right? Isn't y- that is Yuri. that his name? Yuri Yuri
0: Komarov. All right. Who looks like uh, the most interesting man alive on a bad day, <laughs> like after a after a weekend bender. <laughs> That's what that guy would look like. You're right. <laughs> Shirt i not think about that. But yes, just
2: imagine him throughout this whole movie. Stay thirsty, my friend. Right. <laughs> I went with uh, an actor. I caused a Chernobyl meltdown, <laughs> but my beer still stayed cold. I don't always trade in uranium, <laughs> but, but what when I do, it's in Chernobyl. Uh,
0: I went with an actor who has played a crazy Russian before in a little film called Armageddon. How about Peter Stormare? Peter Stormare, dude. He's in
2: John Wick. You oh. Wait, He's in the first in John one? He was in the second. I remember him in the second John Wick. Oh, Witt. I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh, man. The He's second, great in everything. Both John Wick movies are really good. But dude, Peter Stormare. Minority Report. Russian cosmonaut. <laughs> Who's yours? Uh, I went with Tom Hardy. Ooh, interesting. Because I want him Russian? to be a little bit more. Dude, he could fucking do it. Grow that fucking beard and yep. shit. And also, I want my villain in this, I want him to be a little bit more physically imposing. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, a, like fights that are going on in this movie. Yeah. And like I'm supposed to believe that he's holding his own against it, and I I can't believe it. Yeah. So I want fucking Mad Max. I want him to grow <laughs> his fucking beard all out. Ugh. Uh. Yeah. I want him to, and but shave his head. Yeah. Beard out, shaved head. He'd be like, I Mickey want Rourke him, from Iron Man. 2. I want no. I want him to look like Danny fucking Nichols, who used to do the MVP prod- podcast on oh, yes. the network. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's who I'm imagining. Tom Hardy looking like Danny. Mm, uh, like all right. So how about Junior McLean? Jack. Jack. Jack McLean. Well, um, I went with uh, with Michael B. Jordan. Oh,
0: oh, interesting. Yeah, switching
2: up races here. No, they're both human. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, human. Switching up, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) You know what I mean. I don't don't see color, Joel. So, so what are you doing with your John McClane? I'm curious. I'm doing Denzel Washington. Oh, nice. Oh, dude, I like that pairing. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I do too. I think that. If this were instead of it being a diehard movie, if it's just an action movie about a son who finds himself in trouble in Russia, you find out he's with the CIA. That's great. Get an action star, but he's a little bit older, could play the father. I like that. Denzel fucking Washington. That's a great idea. There's your fucking movie. I'd watch that movie. Uh, I went
0: a little uh, little off-kilter as well. I chose somebody. So... This is supposed to be like a young John McClane, right? Young John McClane's yeah. son.
2: Supposed to think that they're they're looking at passing the torch. Exactly.
0: Here. So uh, Bruce Willis is, is supposed to be Bruce Willis's offspring, and uh, somebody who played Joseph a Gordon- a young Bruce Willis before a little film called Looper. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> how Ryan about Johnson. That? Yes. <laughs> so Joseph Gordon-Levitt is my. Uh, That's my great, McClane. I love it. And then my Jack is uh, how about Matt Damon? We we'll just get Born Identity. Will nice. be uh, John McClane.
2: Okay. I could deal with that. Um making a good father son team, huh? So, did we talk about how he shows up in the Thor movie? Him you, and, yes. Him and Sam Neill. Sam Neill and then it turns
0: out that uh the other one playing is Thor is another Hemsworth. Is a uh, Luke Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah, cuz there's Liam Luke and Leia. So, I don't know, the so other did one. you um <laughs> Leia, Liam Hemsworth? Liam. Liam, thank you. So, did you uh We're going to fuck you up, man. <laughs> Me, Me and Liam. Liam. We're going to
2: fuck you up. We're going to fuck you on Wednesday. Wednesday, we'll fuck you Saturday. Fuck inst- you on Saturday instead. You've got a date on Saturday. <laughs> Woo! This <laughs> so, um, is our Big Lebowski episode from two years ago. Did you notice that this was the second time that uh, Matt Damon played Loki? No. Dogma. What? Dogma.
0: Oh, my, oh good call. <laughs> he, he, oh, that's right. He played Loki the in The god that of movie. mischief. Yeah. We'll have to do that on the podcast sometime.
2: Yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. Did you guys lot. already do that? You and Jeff? No, I don't think so. Well, good. We Coming did Jay soon. and Silent Bob Strike Back. Even better. Coming soon to an episode of the episode. Uh, What's all right. podcast? It's the, it's the editing, babe. <laughs> oh, on, right right on the, the radio Next radio Network. My name's Joel. <laughs> and I'm Joe. <laughs> so, who directed yours?
0: Uh, Ryan Johnson, of course. Ryan he called
2: it. Johnson. Uh, I, I brought back John McTiernan. Oh, yeah, why, why not? fuck with something? If it, if it works, fucking bring John McTiernan the fuck back. If it's not dead, yeah. don't hard it. Don't fuck it. Wait, I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, all right, guys, if you have any thoughts uh, on how you would recast uh, A Good Day to Die Hard or just thoughts about the movie in general, if you've watched it, dude, if you like it, yeah. write us. Let us know what it is that you like. Please try and justify uh, it for and us. And then uh, also take yourself out of our community because uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But we would like to know like, what the redeeming factor is, like, what you like about this movie because, uh, whew, yeah this one is a rough one pretty rough uh and uh and also you know you could give leave us a a a five-star rating review if you've got your podcasting app on your iphone or your iPad, your Apple device, uh, there's a little app there called Podcasts. Click on that, put in the Editing Bay, and uh, leave us a five-star rating and a review. We've also got a website, right, Joel?
0: We sure do. We talked about it earlier when we are mentioning our sponsor. If you go to EditingBay.com, you will find said sponsor, a little banner link at the top there for video blocks. Uh, also, you're going to find uh, links to our Facebook page, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. You can see our most recent tweets there at the bottom of the homepage. Uh, also, uh, we have a link to our archive section. You can go there and listen to all of our past episodes. You can also subscribe directly from the uh, website. Basically, anything you need to know about Editing Bay, you're going to find on editingbay.com. And come in there shortly, because now we are uh, quickly approaching December and the end of the year, and that means...
2: Do you remember?
0: Our, uh, our yearly wrap-up, the Eddie Awards, where we yeah. uh, give awards to some of the... The best and the worst from uh, this past year, so we're coming up on that. You can keep an eye on editingbay.com. Uh, we'll have the, uh, the categories that you'll be able to vote on, so that'll be coming
2: up in uh, a week or so. Cool. All that and more on editingbay.com. Hey guys, leave us a direct message on our Twitter DM at the editing Bay uh, with the title of this film, "A Good Day to Die Hard." Yes, again, DM, the title "A Good Day to Die Hard" to Joel uh, at the editing Bay. and uh, if your name is chosen, you might just win one of these movies, mm. these digital uh, download codes. I love free uh, movies. For one of these movies. Well, we've got Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. I wish this movie were free. I had to pay for this one, oh, Joe. Jesus, I'm so sorry <laughs> that it's you okay. had to pay for it. Uh, I, w- I should have gotten you a copy. They didn't of even time. let me rent it. I had to buy it. Fuck them. Yeah, so it's because I... they knew. They're like, <laughs> <course> oh, they're... <laughs> we, we need to get as much as we can on this piece of shit. Uh, we have Suicide Squad. Ooh. Hey, there's Denzel Washington and Fences. Uh, Arrival. Oh. Bambi. <laughs> the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Dude, one of the movies of the year. The Legend of Tarzan. Also one of the movies of the year. Office Christmas Party. <laughs> oh, coming up on the holiday season. That's and a good one.
0: Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah, one of those films and the only... For free. The only catch... You got to record a review of it for us. Yeah. Uh, we've so, had some of our yeah.
0: listeners do this a few times. Sorry to cut it's you off so there. It's no, a little three to five minute mini review. We'll, we'll uh, play it on the podcast. So, again, DM me uh, at the editing bay mm-hmm. and uh, we'll let you choose a movie and send you a little digital download.
2: Yes. Uh, don't forget, we've got Slay Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Opening up this Saturday, the 2nd, we've got a a soft opening. uh, Here in the Dallas uh, area. I think maybe a preview screening, if you will, uh, on Friday. But it's at the Margot Jones Theater in Fair Park. Uh, we're going to put the link on our Facebook page, but you can get those tickets through Brown Paper Tickets if you're in the Dallas area. Come see me play John McClane and save Christmas. I <laughs> can't wait. Uh, all right, so what are we doing next week? I, I know we were supposed to do Alien Resurrection with Hillary, yeah. but like planning and scheduling got way fucking wacky. Let's make it we're happen. We're making this happen. Alien Resurrection. You tell us what time. start. <laughs> Starring uh, Sigourney
0: Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Winona Ryder.
2: Oh, well, I was going to call her by her Stranger Things name. Oh, Nancy Wheeler. Dude, did you see the fucking T-Fury? The Super Mario 2 Stranger Things mashup t-shirt? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, now I have to go. Yeah, you do. All right, so we're going to try to do Alien Resurrection. Uh, I don't think that's on any streaming services. Uh, I think I found it on, like, Potlucker what did you call me put locker Putlocker put, <laughs> put locker it's one of those weird like sites where you could like stream movies but it puts a whole shit oh, yeah. ton of fucking are you streaming spyware. it from mother russia Spy- <laughs> yeah it might be from mother russia i'm uh, king of the hill <laughs> a number one <laughs> I'm a good singer. I'm a good singer. Again, the best part of that movie the yes, cab it's the, driver. It's the first five minutes. All right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much, sir. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. And uh, we will see you guys next week for Alien Resurrection. Thanks, guys. Running around,
0: robbing banks all whacked on the Scooby Snacks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.